0: There's probably not one book more debated than the Bible, in my opinion, in several ways. Amongst professing Christians, you have debates of different Bible doctrines and different Bible teachings. um, Who holds true to the biblical teaching and who doesn't? There's debates on that. There is other debates within Christendom and there always is this debate of the validity of the Bible now I probably won't do this topic much justice but I'm going to approach this from what I believe is a logical standpoint Um, I think the fallacy that many make many atheists also make is that there's no logic in biblical belief, and that's just untrue. And one of the things I've seen some atheists use to further or validate their argument is the fact that intellectuals don't believe the Bible, which is also not true. I did a whole video on that. Um, you can find it on my YouTube channel at Brooknam. And the video, the title of the video is Oh Taste and See. And in that video, I cited different believers who are in different uh, in different fields um, from nuclear physicists um, to the director of the human genome project and and other people, very highly educated people who are very vocal believers. so this is not you know some atheists try to make it seem like belief in the Bible is, is just a thing for the uneducated. Completely not true. But d- debate of the Bible and the Bible's validity is, like I said, it's, it's probably one of the most widely debated topics even outside of Christendom. So I'm just going to approach as logically as I can this argument and hopefully give some people some help and some ammo. And to some people who may be on the fence questioning the Bible, maybe I can get you off the fence. Maybe not. Let God do what He does. But anyway, I'm going to start. I'm going to quote two verses and then I'm just going to give sort of what I think is some logical arguments. Let's get into this. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6, the Bible says, But faith, uh, but without faith it is impossible to please God, uh, to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. A person has to come to God in faith. It's just the bottom line. I'm not saying that there's no evidence for biblical things, but God will humble a person and a person has to come to God in faith. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. So I just wanted to establish that. In the book of 1 Peter, let's see. Got it on my Bible here. The book of 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 20 and 21 i'm gonna go to it here on my bible app so first peter chapter one. Oh my bad that's second peter i'm glad i looked again second peter chapter one verse 20 and 21 so this is what we as bible believers this is what we believe Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. We fully believe that the things recorded in the Bible aren't just crafty stories concocted by men to control other men that is what some believe that that is what some say that these things were just cunning stories that some men came up with to control other men so i'm just gonna offer some what i believe are very logical arguments to refute that So let's say that you decided you wanted to create a book for the sake of controlling men. What's one of the first things you would do, in my opinion? Well, first, if I, if, okay, I'm creating this book, let's say I'm some secret society, some secret organization, um, and I want to, I want to control Men throughout history. So the first thing I'm, I have to establish is I somehow have to establish that I am somewhat of a controlling authority. I have to establish that I am somehow benevolent above and beyond everyone else, either either me specifically or my bloodline or my organization, whatever it may be the problem with that is the bible does the exact opposite from the very beginning of the bible through to the very end it does the exact opposite it paints all of humanity with the same exact brush and for me for the people that make that argument that's a logical fallacy in a book of genesis uh, chapter 6 and verse 5 the Bible said and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually notice no one was excluded from that God didn't God didn't say okay all of these men, yeah, their thoughts were wicked. Well, you know, except for this guy right here. He was okay or he was okay. In the book of Psalms, chapter 14, in verse 1, the Bible says, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works, but notice it transitions from talking to they as in the other people. And then it says, there is none that doeth good. God used his, his servant David to write this, but this was inspired by God. That verse is quoted in the book of romans and i'm I'm painting a picture here you'll you'll see where i'm going in the book of romans chapter 3 and verse 10 and 19 or 10 through 19 the bible says as it is written there is none righteous no not one there's none that understandeth there's none that seeketh after god they are all gone out of the way They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre. Their tongues, with their tongues, they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways." And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. That's everyone. The Bible puts everyone equally under this condemnation right here. And so this is the problem that I have logically with people that make the argument. What a Bible is just a book made up of some men to control other men. I'm going to make a book to control everyone else and I'm going to put myself in the same category as everyone else. That's, that's logical fallacy. If I'm creating something to control everyone else, I'm going to paint myself better. The Bible paints everyone in the same category, everyone, every living being throughout eternity, God paints in the same category. There's only one without sin in human history, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ, 100% man, 100% God. You don't have to believe it. The Bible teaches it. I'm not the writer. I'm not the writer. I'm just the messenger. So that's a logical fallacy, right? So I can I can throw that right out the window. The next thing is the Bible itself is is arguably not even arguably the most historically accurate book ever written time after time after time throughout history there there have been men that have risen to say oh well the bible mentions this and we can't find that anywhere in history and then, lo and behold something is found for the longest time there was the belief that there was no actual historical evidence for King David. And then lo and behold, I believe they found um, some coins or inscriptions somewhere in, in, uh, in Israel with King David's seal. So I was like, all right, well, that's out the window. For hundreds of years, it was believed that there was no such kingdom as the Hittites. Mentioned in the Bible. It wasn't mentioned anywhere else. And then lo and behold. In, in, uh, in central Turkey I believe. They, they found the, the, the center of the Hittite Empire. Right there in Turkey. Oh, threw that out the window. I could go on and on. With, with archeo- archaeological discoveries in that vein. So for me again. That's a logical fallacy to say that the Bible is historically inaccurate. It's historically accurate in every way. So the Bible paints everyone in the same vein. We are all sinners in need of a savior. The Bible doesn't exclude anyone from that. There's no king, no monarch, no family, no bloodline, no people group that are excluded from that. We are all starting at the same point. The Bible doesn't paint anybody in a better light, any people group, it doesn't paint it doesn't paint Jews in a better light than Gentiles, it doesn't paint white people in a better light than black people or Asian people in a better light than Arabs. Everybody has the same exact start. We are all sinners. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all who can know it. The book of Jeremiah. That's everyone. We're all at that starting place. The Bible was written, so we've all heard of the game telephone, right? You, you speak into somebody's ear, they say what they repeat what you said to somebody else, and so on and so forth. Gets down the line, at some point, the whole messaging has changed. Like nothing is the same. The Bible is written over the span of about, uh, I think, approximately 1,500 years. Uh, I think the Old Testament was completed from 1,400 to 400 B.C. and the New Testament, 45 to 85 A.D., roughly. All of these books, all of these books agree congruently one with another. From prophecy to doctrinal issues, they all agree. There's 40 plus different authors over a 1600 year span approximately, and they all agree prophetically and doctrinally. What are the odds? I'm just saying, what are the odds? Here's another thing. And... This is this is a a stat that if you if you look up look up your favorite ancient literary work and look up how many manuscripts were found to validate the accuracy of 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 the translation and the writing and I'm going to read you off some stats and this is just this is just the New Testament parts of the New Testament Um, have been preserved in more manuscripts than any other ancient work. There are over 5,800 complete or fragmented Greek manuscripts, 10,000 Latin, and 9,300 in other languages. So in 1979, uh, archaeology Archaeologist Judith Headley found iron scrolls. This was in, in Jerusalem with numbers um, 6 24 through 26 written on them. Those scrolls dated back 400 years earlier than the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Dead Sea Scrolls date back to 200 BC. Now, The age of the the work doesn't necessarily uh, denote authenticity. But with everything in play, with everything I just said, what are the odds of transmitting a message over 1600 years between 40 plus different authors and staying congruent and consistent In prophecy and in doctrine, outside of a supernatural work, I'd say impossible. And yet here we have it in the Bible. Now, what what some people will bring up is, oh, what about the Sumerian tablets and the Anunnaki? Look, I know a lot of people subscribe to this and... I hate to burst some people's bubbles, and maybe it doesn't. You probably still won't agree with me, but I'm just going to let you know. The Anunnaki and uh, the Sumerian tablets don't prove anything. You writing something or you having the oldest recorded writing doesn't make you write. Use an example. And like I said, just thinking through something philosophically and logically. If I got hit by a car, Let's say there was a situation, there was a chase, I had some drama, some scenario, I was, I was in it with you know some dudes, whatever, whatever may have happened. And let's say I get hit by a car, news media comes in, they write a whole op-ed on what happened, this happened, that happened, and this happened. <clears throat> They're telling the story from what they heard. Let's say I come back and I say well no that's not exactly how that happened let me explain to you what happened x y and z happened no your story is wrong so you're so the news media even though they wrote their story first that doesn't make their story right so when people look at these sumerian tablets like this somehow disproves the bible And this somehow proves that we were created by aliens. Madness. Nonsense. Nonsense. One of the things in the Sumerian tablets is they tell the story of these six foot creatures. These two six foot creatures guarding the tree of life. And it's funny that they mention a tree of life. And here's what I submit to you. Moses wrote the first 5 books he was the man god used to pen the first 5 books of the bible this was of course years after creation but you don't think the creation story was was passed down from adam to his children and to his children's children all the way to noah you don't think he told that story to his children you don't think as that story passed down, it got told to other people and other lands and and so on and so forth. So the fact that the the Sumerian tablets and here's the funny thing, all right, so the Sumerian tablets have these two giant uh, um, um, is, I guess, a depiction of these two giant creatures, whatever they call them, guarding the tree of life. Okay, let's think about this. The book of Genesis. Chapter three, verse 23 and 24. Therefore, the Lord God sent forth from the garden of Eden to till uh, to till the ground from whence was taken. So he drove out man and placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. In the book of Genesis, we have pinned by Moses, inspired by God, what actually happened at the Garden of Eden and the and the, the cherubims that were guarding the tree of life once man was drove from the garden. I'm not shocked that the Sumerian tablets have a story similar to that. That story would have been told from Adam, to his children, to their children, to their children, and so on and so forth. Not surprised, not shocked. That does not prove that everything in the Sumerian tablets are somehow more accurate than the Bible and they have the true story. That's nonsense. Coming first does not mean what you said was right. These are just some of my, what I believe are very logical arguments and defenses for the Bible. Maybe, maybe some of you still think, nah, I still don't believe it. I don't think you, you argued this well enough. Look, you're always going to have some argument that you can't dispute. Arguments can go to no end. You can go in cir- circles with arguments. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is God does throughout history, in my opinion, show proof for the Bible. Every time someone says, we have no proof of this, it didn't happen. Something else is discovered to prove the Bible. It it has happened time and time and time and time again. So what can I say? If you don't want to believe the Bible, you will find a reason not to believe it. But, but to think and to assume that there is no logical reason for believing the Bible is a fallacy and untrue. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.